Colossians contains some of the loftiest language about Jesus Christ found anywhere in the Bible. If we ever thought for a minute that Jesus was less than who he claimed to be, Paul's letter to the Colossians, specifically chapter 1, verses 15 to 23, puts that to rest. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Beware of fake news and false teachers. Jesus is greater than anything we can imagine. He is Lord of creation and Lord of the new creation. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. Turn up the volume and put on your thinking cap because Dr. Ron Jones is about to take a deep dive into the identity and nature of Jesus Christ. Hello, I'm Brian Davis and welcome to this Thursday edition of Something Good. Well, the name Jesus Christ is far more than just a name. It's a title. It points directly to his ability to save mankind from the penalty of sin. Ron has more coming your way next as he continues his teaching series, Colossians, Jesus is Greater Than. To listen anywhere on demand, visit somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And stick around after today's message when Ron joins me to talk about an important new resource he wants to share with you. But first, listen as he shares his message, The Image of the Invisible God. William Barclay said, It is not until the church is confronted with some dangerous heresy that she begins to realize the riches of orthodoxy. And I want us to think about that a moment because uh, that, is, that is on point. I was uh, thinking about this recently as I picked up a copy of Dr. Albert Moeller's brand new book on the Apostles' Creed. Dr. Moeller is the president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. It's one of my alma maters. And I voraciously read anything that Dr. Moeller has written. And in that book, which is a, a very theological book, but written to everyday people like you and me, he relates a story and an experience that he had in Washington, D.C. not long ago when he was invited to be a part of a theological debate. The organizers of the debate were having a difficult time finding that person on the panel who would defend Orthodox Christianity. Because as Dr. Moeller learned, uh, everybody else on the panel would not defend the faith that was once delivered to the saints. They were rather hostile to it, as was the audience. And so um, Dr. Moeller accepted the invitation. He says, how could I not be there, especially in the nation's capital? And he went to the debate, and they debated vigorously, you know, the orthodoxy of the faith and those who were hostile against it and all that. And then they opened it up to audience uh, questions, and Dr. Moeller says there was a, a man in the audience who stood to ask a question. He identified himself as a scientist from NASA. He had earned two prestigious PhDs related to astrophysics, so he knew the guy you know, was a smart guy. And he just said to Dr. Moeller, I'm tired of all this theology and doctrine. 
He says, every time somebody asks you a question, you give them a theological answer. <laughs> and Dr. Moeller kindly reminded this uh, scientist that the title of the event was a theological debate, and anybody with two PhDs should probably understand what that word meant. But that didn't uh, dissuade the scientist. He came back at Dr. Moeller saying, I'm so tired of all this doctrine and theology. I am a Christian, and I want nothing to do with doctrine and theology. All I want is Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's all Dr. Moeller needed. He had his opening, and as he recalls in his book, it was as if the runway was cleared. All the traffic went away and the clouds parted. I was cleared for takeoff. I said, sir, do you think there was a mailbox in Judea that said, Christ Jesus? Do you think that's his last name? You just made a theological statement. You who want nothing to do with theology by naming the name Jesus Christ have made a profoundly theological statement. You say that all you want is Jesus Christ but do you know what you're saying? You are declaring Jesus to be the anointed one of God, the Messiah. Christ is not a surname, it's a title. Jesus Christ is not merely a name, it is a theological proposition. It is the claim that all the promises given to Israel are fulfilled in this one incarnate man. His name, Jesus, actually means the Lord saves. Well, I have to agree with Dr. Moeller, how we form our thoughts and our theology about Jesus matters immensely. Uh, theology by nature is a precise discipline, and words matter. It's not enough to just simply say, all I want is Jesus. If we stop there, we may end up with a less than Jesus, a Jesus who is a good teacher, a Jesus who is a buddy and a pal and a friend, a Jesus who is a good moral man. But that falls short of how the Bible proclaims him and how Jesus himself proclaimed himself. We are in this study of Colossians, which is introducing to us a greater than Jesus, a Jesus that is greater than what the false teachers who crept into the church at Colossae 2,000 years ago presented, greater than the Gnosticism that arose to threaten the church in the second century and that might have found its seedbed in the first century, even in the church in Colossae. And just like Dr. Moeller came to that moment in the debate that changed everything, Paul comes to a turning point in his letter to the Colossians, a moment we might say. He gets there as early as chapter 1 in verse 15 and goes all the way through verse 23. I encourage you to strap on your seatbelts. I encourage you to put on your theological thinking cap. I encourage you to go beyond just the hours and hours of scrolling through social media data that you did this week, encouraging as a society our intellectual laziness. I'm sorry, I'm as guilty as you are, but that is true. And I encourage us all to take a few minutes this morning to think profoundly, to think deeply, to think biblically, to think theologically about who Jesus Christ is. To the Colossians, Paul says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created <clears throat> in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. 
All things were created through Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be preeminent. For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, He has now reconciled in His body of flesh by His death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before Him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. And somebody's saying, wow, I just pulled a muscle in my mind, in my brain. That is the deep, deep end of theology and of presentation. There are no more lofty words, no more lofty expressions uh, found anywhere in the New Testament than these thoughts about Jesus Christ. And it was an appropriate response by the Apostle Paul to the less than Jesus that these false teachers were presenting to uh, the, the church in Colossae. Again, it's not enough to just say, oh, all I want is Jesus. Let's just do away with all this theology stuff. No, all I want is Jesus who is the Christ. And Paul backs up a truckload of theology here in understanding um, that, we must, uh, that we must address. Think of it this way. In fewer words than Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, <laughs> Paul puts to rest the less than Jesus that the uh, false teachers were addressing in Colossae. Now, let's, uh, let's break this down a little bit. If you're into outlines and ways to kind of uh, find some hooks for your, your thoughts, you're going to like this message. I gleaned some help from um, Dr. Richard Malik, who wrote a, a wonderful commentary on the book of Colossians, and I like the way he, he thinks about at least verses 15 to 20. Uh, I, I see Paul addressing two questions here. One, who is Jesus? That's verses 15 to 20. And then in verses 21 through 23, who am I in Jesus? The passage pivots in verse 21 on the words, and you, all right? Uh, don't worry, we're, we're going to dive into the deep end of theology. We're going to come up for air in verse 21, and we're going to talk about how all this applies to you and me. It's not enough to know who Jesus is. We've got to know who am I in relation to Jesus. But if we don't get Jesus right, we're not going to get us right. And that's where Paul goes. And in the first section here, uh, Dr. Malik uh, divides it a couple of ways. He, he says, Jesus is the Lord of creation. That's verses 15 to 17. And then he's the Lord of the new creation in verses 18 to 21. I like that, that breakdown. And then I went on to, to build on top of Dr. Malik's uh, breakdown there.
still ahead. The second half of today's message with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Listen to Ron's messages on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, check out Something Good Courses, where you'll find Starting Point, a Disciples First Steps, a free online discipleship coaching experience created by Dr. Ron Jones. That's Starting Point, a Disciples First Steps, where you'll discover what being a disciple of Christ is all about and learn how to help others grow in their faith. Jesus is not merely the only begotten Son of God. He is the visible manifestation of God Himself. Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good radio message, The Image of the Invisible God. Let's talk about Jesus who is the Lord of creation. First, he is the visible manifestation of God. Paul says it this way, he is the image of the invisible God. I love that phrase. I borrowed it for the title of this message, the image of of the invisible God. No more lofty language than that when we start off talking about Jesus. The word translated image there, the Greek word icon, can have one of two meanings in the Greek language. It can mean that something is a representation of something, like a symbol, um, an an image, an icon, uh, a logo kind of thing, or it can point to something that is more than a symbol It's actually the perfect manifestation of something. And that's secondary language is what Paul has in mind here. Uh, Parents often refer to their children as my mini-me. You ever ever heard that? Here's my mini-me. Well, that's not what Paul is saying about Jesus. He's not saying Jesus is a mini-God. On the contrary, He is equal to God in the sense that He brought God who is invisible into the visible sphere of humankind. In Jesus Christ, the invisible God became visible. The writer of Hebrews says of Jesus, He is the exact imprint of His nature. John 1.18 says, He has made Him known. The word image also uh, awakens memories of Genesis and the creation story. You may remember that man was created in the icon of God, Genesis 1.26. Jesus is not only the visible manifestation of God, but He is also the perfect manifestation of man. If you want to know uh, what kind of human being God intended us to be when He created us in His image, look to Jesus. The, The perfect manifestation of God and the visible manifestation of God and the perfect manifestation of a human being who is created in the image of God. Sin, however, corrupted the human gene pool. Each of us inherited a sin nature from Adam, our spiritual and physical forefather. Thus, the image of God, well, was defaced, though not erased. It's as though the devil came and sprayed graffiti on the icon of God with words like broken, addicted, defeated, depressed, divided, hate, racism, evil, sexual dysfunction, And you could add to the list there. The image of God defaced, though not erased. That describes mankind. But Jesus Christ, the visible manifestation of God and the perfect manifestation of a human being, both 100% God and man at the same time. He is uh, Lord of creation because He is the visible manifestation of God. Secondly, He is Lord of creation because He is also the creator 
of all things. Uh, from Paul's point of view, the starting point in this understanding of Jesus is to say, and look at the text there, He is the firstborn of all creation. Now, what does this mean? Some mistakenly say that Jesus is a created being. You'll find that in cults like the Jehovah's Witness. You'll find it in Mormonism. The Mormons believe that Jesus was the spirit brother of Lucifer, all right? Lucifer was a, a created angelic being, and Jesus, who is the spirit brother of Lucifer in Mormonism, uh, can be nothing more than a created being as well. That's not what the firstborn of creation is talking about. In fact, that false teaching, the church condemned in A.D. 325 at the Council of Nicaea, a place where people were stretching their theological minds and their thoughts to get a grasp of who Jesus really is as He is revealed in the Scriptures. The word translated firstborn can mean to bring forth or beget. It can also express a special relationship or privilege. King David, for example, in the Old Testament is called the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. But nobody would say that he was the first of any king that ever walked this earth. No, it's a, it's a title of privilege and special recognition. Thus, firstborn in Colossians 1 refers to the unique and lofty place of Jesus in relation to and over all of creation. However, just keep in mind that this false teaching about Jesus being a created being has lingered, has lingered stubbornly for nearly two millennia and is still among us today. Let's think a little bit further about that. To say that Jesus is a created being would make Him the created creator. <laughs> Because Paul goes on to clarify what he means by the firstborn of creation by saying in verse 16, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority, all things were created through him and for him. All things were created by Jesus Christ. Say all things with me. All things. All things means all things, doesn't it? And did you notice the prepositions that Paul uses here? He says, all things were created by, through, and for Jesus. He is the Lord of creation because He is the creator of all things. But Paul goes on to say He's the Lord of creation because He's the sustainer of all things. He says, in Him, in Christ, all things hold together. There's that phrase again. All things were created by, through, and for Him. And He didn't just create this world and just, you know, let it kind of wind down out there like the deists used to say. No, all things hold together through Him and in Him. Have you ever wondered what holds the universe together? Most scientists believe the universe is expanding as a result of a big bang that took place eons ago. My fifth grade science teacher taught that the Earth's rotation and its exact tilt and even the way and the time it takes to revolve around the sun, all of that combines to impact seasons and temperatures, daytime and nighttime and the length of each and a whole lot more. Uh, the created world and even our little corner of our Milky Way is in perfect synchronization. The spinning, the tilting, the revolving of the earth, all of that combines to make this planet we call home livable for humans. 
you adjust that in any way, if the earth spins out of control or tilts just a little bit different, it, 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 this, this place becomes uninhabitable. Uh, my teacher pointed to gravity and other aspects of, of uh, physics that make it all hold together, but he never mentioned Jesus. He never mentioned Colossians 1 and verse 17. You have enough room in your theology to believe that this Jesus is not only the creator of all things, He's the sustainer. He, he's the one who's got the whole world in His hands, as the song says. And I think there's a, a, an opportunity for us to pause and kind of have a moment of application here because theology is not just something that's up here in the ivory tower somewhere that doesn't relate to our everyday life. No, if, he, if in Him all things hold together, it's true that He's got the whole world in His hands. All things, yes, the sun, the moon, and the stars, all things hold together in Him. It also means He's got the itty-bitty baby in His hands. He's got you and me, brother, in His hands. He's got you and me, sister, in His hands. He's got what worries your heart right now in His hands. This is, this is, this is practical theology. When orthodoxy becomes orthopraxy, From everlasting to everlasting, Jesus Christ is God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the author and finisher of your faith. Need prayer today? Stop by somethinggoodradio.org anytime to share your request with us. Click on Explore, then look for the How Can We Pray For You option. Is the Bible intimidating for you to read? Do you need someone to help guide you through God's Word? Hello friend, I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. The Bible is the best-selling book of all time, but let's face it, it can also be a challenge to read because it contains more than 600,000 words, two testaments, and 66 different books. But how does it all fit together? How do we clearly understand God's continuous story from Genesis to Revelation? That's why I wrote my new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Volume 1, based on the 39 books of the Old Testament, is now available and I'd like to send you a copy. Here's Brian with details. Ron's new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1, Old Testament, is now available. For a gift of $30 or more, request your copy of the 384-page book today. When you order the print book, you'll also get instant access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The Digital Library contains 66 video sermons, 66 audio messages, 66 downloadable sermon notes, and eight eBooks. To order your copy of The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1, Old Testament, go to somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Well, Pastor Ron, I'm sure many of our listeners are looking forward to reading this important book. I know I am. Talk about some of the challenges you face as you put this project together and tell us why this two-volume book can be such a great resource for those listening right now. Brian, I knew the ultimate road trip through the Bible would be a pretty big challenge to write as a two-volume set, as challenging to write as the Bible is intimidating for some people to read. But it was truly a labor of love, as is reading God's Word from Genesis to Revelation. I'm hopeful that these resources will show the readers just how beautifully the whole of the Bible fits together into an inspired and unified love letter from God to every member of His creation. 
Thanks, Pastor Ron. Stop by somethinggoodradio.org to order Volume 1 of this great resource for your gift of $30 or more. Or call our offices at 757-276-1099. And if you'd like to mail your check, our address is P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. Now the question is, who are we in relation to Jesus? And even a lot of Christians I know, and I struggle with this from time to time too, I'm still thinking of myself as alienated from God, hostile in my mind towards Him, doing evil deeds. But no, you're a new creation. You're not the old you. You're not who you once were. So stop thinking of yourself in that old way. You are now in Christ. You're not alienated, you're reconciled. Uh, You're you're not uh, hostile in your mind toward God. You're holy and blameless. That's next time in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, The Image of the Invisible God. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying so long and thanks for listening.